And you are looking there at the debate stage at Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa. Tonight's CNN Republican debate, the last one before Monday's Iowa caucuses, just now wrapping up. I'm joining uh, me here in just a moment, one of tonight's two contenders, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Yeah, Anderson, he and Nikki Haley, the former United Nations ambassador and South Carolina, South Carolina governor, were one-on-one -on -one for the first time on the debate stage with far more focus on each other on that stage than their competitor who was not there, Donald Trump, the former president, who was holding a rival town hall just a few miles away. That's right, Kayla. Neither she nor Governor DeSantis focus anywhere near the same fire on him as they did on each other as their respective records in state office. The two also pulling no punches right from the very beginning of the debate when it came to questioning the other's sincerity and honesty. Nikki Haley is, is running. Uh, we don't need another mealy-mouth politician who just tells you what she thinks you want to hear just to try to get your vote, then to get in office and to do her donor's bidding. She was in another state and she said the people of Iowa's votes need to be corrected. This is somebody that wrote in her book that Hillary Clinton inspired her to first run for office. I remember Hillary denigrating people on the Republican side as deplorables. We don't need a candidate who's going to look down on middle America. Uh, we've had enough of that. We're going to find out tonight that there's going to be a lot of Ron's lies that have happened. There are at least a couple of dozen so far that he's done. So what we're going to do is rather than have him go and tell you all these lies, you can go to DeSantisLies.com and look at all of those. There's at least two dozen lies that he's told about me. And you can see where fact checkers say exactly what's going to happen and exactly why it's wrong. So it will cover the fact that he's only mad about the donors because the donors used to be with him, but they're no longer with him now. And that's because he's upset about the fact that his, his campaign is exploding. You're going to see the fact that he has switched his um, policies multiple times, and we'll call that out tonight. But every time he lies, Drake University, don't turn this into a drinking game because you will be overserved by the end of the night. Nikki Haley has this tactic. If you uh, hold her accountable to her record, first she'll say, I never said that. Well, one good rule of thumb, if she says she's never said something, that definitely means she said it. And then she'll say, you're lying, you're lying. That means not only did she say it, but she's on videotape saying it. So there was certainly plenty of that sprinkled throughout the night, but no shortage of substance either, as each fielded questions from Regina Bash and Jake Tapper. We'll be fact-checking some of their answers uh, tonight and seeing how they landed with the same group of Iowa voters who've been watching and reacting to every debate so far. We'll also talk about Chris Christie's announcement late today that he is leaving the race and the criticism he leveled at tonight's debaters and the rest of the 2024 GOP field. Um, with me tonight, CNN's John King, CNN uh, Newsnight anchor Abby Phillip, also our CNN political commentators from both sides of the Al David Axrod, Scott Jennings are here uh, with me. Abby, what stood out to you? It was a strong night for DeSantis. It was. And you could see the pressure on Nikki Haley that's been building for some weeks now. She is in the barrel now as the front runner of the second tier of candidates here. That also kind of underscores the other part of this, which is that the two of them were so busy in this. I don't know, cage match with, you, with each other, that you almost just didn't even notice that there was a Trump of it all, which is critically important in Iowa where he's leading. So I don't know. I mean, at the end of it, I thought to myself, who won the debate? It's really unclear because there was so much back and forth that you almost got lost in it. It was hard to see the forest through the trees, frankly, between these two. Uh, but on Nikki Haley's part, she really needs to solidify where she is. I don't think she did that tonight. She seemed 
flustered, frustrated. Uh, she said on multiple occasions that DeSantis was demeaning her, which seemed to imply that she was taking it really personally. I don't think that really helped her tonight. John? I sort of two sets of tactics to each candidate differently. Uh, you're right. There was not a ton of direct confrontation with Trump. But Haley, now with Christie out of the race, did go a little farther than we hear normally. Trump lost, Biden won. She said it clearly. Uh, that's running against what most Republicans still believe to this day. But she said Trump lost, Biden won. She criticized him very critically about January 6th behavior, saying history would hold him to account. And she said his argument in court the other day about presidential immunity was ridiculous. Um, not a ton, not a full frontal assault on Donald Trump, but her realizing that if she's going to have any hope, she has to consolidate the anti-Trump vote. So a little tougher there. To Abby's point about DeSantis, he knows where he is, and he knows how important this state is to him. This is a much more conservative electorate here in Iowa than you will have in New Hampshire. School choice, immigration, woke, transgender, a reckoning coming against the Fauci's and the science and the, you know, the Washington bureaucracy. Uh, he is appealing. That's a very Trumpy, Trump-based message. But it's also, if, if he has any hope, it's to be strong here. Everyone assumes Trump's going to win here. We'll see what happens on Monday. But to be stronger, he was playing conservative, 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 conservative all night long because that's Iowa. Given that Chris Christie was the candidate who was the most aggressive against Trump, does it make sense that they would not be very aggressive against Trump? Well, yes, I think that uh, the Christie parable is a, it's discouraging to people about frontal assaults on Donald Trump in this Republican Party. And I agree, John, that, that Haley went farther than she's gone before, but only in the second round right. of uh, when it was elicited by the very good right. questions uh, that they were asked by, uh, by Dana and, and Jake uh, that kind of forced... An answer. I, I agree with Abby. I thought, you know, Haley has done very well in these debates, and she used a lot of the same material that we've heard before, but he got under her skin. And I think more importantly, whether she, where she and DeSantis finish on, uh, on Monday is less important than what it means for the race in, in uh, New Hampshire. And I think she's going to, she's already been attacked there on the air by Trump on immigration. I think you're going to hear a lot more uh, of that. And I think you're going to hear more on the entitlement uh, attack, which is very, very potent. Uh, her uh, her uh, stated position that we should raise the uh, retirement age of Social Security for new entrance into the workforce. I mean, it, it may be an intellectually respectable position. I, I certainly could make the argument, but it is a very volatile issue, and Trump and DeSantis have right. both taken the other side of it. So I think we saw some previews to come, and if she's rattled by these things, uh, she'd better get her act together, because I think this right. is just the beginning. But that's just a great example of how much Trump has changed the Republican Party. It used yeah. to be the Republican Party position. We have to deal with these things because of the fiscal costs. So whether it's raise the retirement age or find other ways, find other cost savings. And now you're right. Trump has made that anathema. And DeSantis, who used to be for it, is now against yeah. it. I'll, uh, I'll answer Abby's question. I think DeSantis won tonight. I think the first 12 or 15 minutes didn't help either of them. I thought the initial squabbles made them both look fairly small, frankly. But I think DeSantis settled down as the night went on. And Haley, to Axe's point, uh, continued to be rattled. I think Haley drastically overplayed her hand on this website business. Yeah. I think it hurt her. I think it cratered her throughout the night. And it sounded like someone, to me, the more she went to that well, like someone who couldn't defend their own record. I mean, it became this crutch. It was a like life a, it was like oh. a rhetorical sandwich board. And it didn't... I, I think that the more she went to it, the more annoying, frankly, 
it seemed throughout the night. I thought the immigration exchange, to your point, was critical, and I thought DeSantis won on that. Something Haley did, though, that I did appreciate. She does not have the majority position on Ukraine. For the Republican Party, she does not have the majority position. She stuck to her guns on that, and she defended it better than you hear most politicians who are currently in office do. DeSantis, though, where he was on that topic was right where the Republican primary right. voters right. are. So I appreciated Haley, because that's my position. Yeah. I appreciated what Haley said. But even in that exchange, DeSantis found himself where the primary voters are, and Haley found herself outside of it. Yeah, I mean, it, she that was probably her best answer yeah. of the night. It was uh, crisp. It was consistent for her. But then DeSantis landed this punch on her that yeah. was basically, yeah. you can take the oh, candidate yeah. out of the U.N., but you can't take the U.N. out of the candidate. They obviously <laughs> planned for that, but but a critical moment for him to try to take something that she has been using as a strength and make it a weakness mm. for this Republican Party, that may very well work, even though this is Donald Trump's oh. U.N. ambassador. I mean, yeah. that's the irony yeah. of it all. Those policies that Nikki Haley is talking about, those are Donald Trump's policies. Oh. And yet, it could very well be a weakness for her but, here. But, but that gets at the defining question for the next two weeks. We're likely to be answered in the next two weeks. You know, Iowa Monday and then New Hampshire uh, later in the month. It, is this, are the roots of Trumpism getting deeper, stronger in the Republican Party, or can the Nikki Haley's pull it back? the internationalists, uh, the more traditional positions on entitlements. Uh, all the data tell us uh, the Trump wing of the party is not only strong, but strengthening all these House Republicans, all these other candidates around the country. Uh, she's trying to essentially say, if you want your old Republican Party back, Iowa, you go first on Monday, New Hampshire then follow it. Yeah. If you don't slow or stop Trump by then, forget about it.